Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 23, Terror in the Sky, and Almost Got Him. Hi, chums. It's uh, it's another week here. Another another classic episode, actually. Yeah, in Terror the in the Sky. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Keep watching the skis. Everybody's favorite episode. I thought this was a different episode based on the uh, the title. Mm-hmm. I thought this was, there's a uh, sort of a pulp throwback uh, uh, lady villain who's like a flying ace kind of thing, and she's much later, I guess. Yeah, that's what I thought it was, too, actually. I mean, that title seems like it should be, right? Mm-hmm. No, there's Man-Bat. There's even an airliner on the title card. It's like, okay, so this is about airplanes. N- n- no. No. <laughs> that only shows up at the, very late in the third act, where they're like, oh, shit, we mm-hmm. have a plane. We forgot about that. I guess we should probably put some terror in the sky in this terror in the sky episode. Mm-hmm. Eh. I guess so. I mean, I would have called it on leather wings again. On additional leather wings. Uh-huh. But, you know, I mean, they, they can't all be the Mad Hatter, only like every third episode. <laughs> gotta, gotta bring back a heavy hitter Man Bat, I guess. Everybody's favorite. This is I not mean, true. Nobody's favorite is Man Bat. I have nothing against Man Bat. Like, there's some of his villains that I don't care for, and Man Bat's in the middle of the pack somewhere. Sure. I have nothing for or against him, but uh, I could do with some better stories about him. I'll say that. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, there's only so much you can do with Man Bat because he can't talk or do anything. His whole deal is screeching and flying around. Okay, but, like, the Penguin's whole deal is dumb bird bullshit, and they keep bringing him back. Yeah, but you can do all sorts of dumb bird bullshit. There's lots of different birds you could have. This week I stole a flamingo or something. I don't know. Whereas the most Man- terrifying of all birds. Whereas with Man Bat, it's like, Aah! yeah, I guess that's true. Well, why don't you tell us what happens in Terror in the Skies? Terror in the Skies. Terror in the Taco Bell. Terror at the docks, where unsuspecting mango unloaders are attacked by Man Bat. But I thought Man Bat died back in the pilot when a blimp ran over his house. <laughs> you just laugh at your own joke. Apparently, it's a very good joke, by the way. Not so, gentle reader. Man-Bat is back and badder than ever. Batman finds out about the heinous mango raids and heads over to Kirk Langstrom's lab to yell at him. How dare you be a bat? That's like my entire job. Langstrom says that he hasn't taken the Man-Bat serum, but Batman has a hard time believing this, what with there being a Man-Bat and all. He takes a sample of Kirk's DNA and heads back to the Batcave. Fortunately, then he's attacked by Man-Bat. Man-Bat, you asshole! Man-Bat chases Batman around Gotham for a while while Batman practices some extremely unsafe motorcycling. And then Man-Bat escapes and Batman analyzes Kirk's DNA against the Man-Bat hairs that Man-Bat shed all over his bike. Batman returns to Kirk's house to inform him that he is not the Man-Bat in question, and Kirk catches a plane to keep his wife Francine from leaving him for all of his Man-Bat crimes. Meanwhile, Batman roughs up Francine's dad, Odo, who has been secretly, who has secretly been creating a superior form of Man-Bat serum, because only by turning mankind into Man-Bat-kind can we hope to survive the coming millennium. You seem cool, Odo. Thanks for that. <coughs> Batman realizes that Francine must have gotten some of the serum in her bloodstream when she helped Odo clean it up. Unfortunately, while that's going on, 
Kirk's attempts to reconnect with Francine by seeing her Can I Borrow a Feeling are foiled when she is turned into Woman Bat, almost crashes a plane, and then flies off with Kirk. Batman saves the plane using small robot arms and then fights Woman Bat on top of a bridge. He's about to cure Francine and then, as far as I can tell, leaves the Langstroms on top of the bridge to die. A fitting end for their kind. I think you said the word man bat about 87 times. The word man bat is extremely funny to me, especially when repeated over and over again. I, I, I'm still amused by you laughing at your own joke. I forgot but, about but that one. A blimp running over his house is excellent. Very good. Chef's kiss there. Also, every time I hear Langstrom, I think Wernstrom. Wernstrom. Mm-hmm. The very same. I like the fake out with this one. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that, like, we think it is, like, no, I, I didn't see this coming. No. Like, the first time I saw this, I didn't know it was Francine. That was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, as you say, there's not much to do with this character, and this is about it. That's it. It's like, we, okay, so what if we have man-bad attacks on people? Okay, good. That's your first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you follow that up with? I don't know. What if a different man bad attacks? We had people? let's see. We had other characters in the episode. We could mm, the old scientist or mm, his wife. Yeah, his wife. There we go. Done. Yeah. Now, because la- la- last time they were also were like, what if the old scientist is man bad? Mm-hmm. I yeah, they already did that. I never get to be man bad. Quark. <laughs> Always the mutagen, never the mutated. I love. There's a bit in this episode where Batman's like, why are you turning people into man-bats? And the guy basically just goes, I still believe that only the man-bat can survive humanity's next evolutionary cycle. Yeah, you said that in your summary like it was a joke, but that's pretty much what he said. (laughs) That's what humanity needs to survive. Like, really, being bats. The new millennium is coming, Batman, and only the man-bats will survive it. Is it? I thought this was the 40s. I'm so confused. No one's really sure when it is, but the important thing to remember is that we all need to have giant wings and screech at each other all the time. But the female of the species don't have any visible nipples whatsoever because, hey, standards and practices, right? <laughs> oh, no, they have nipples. They just don't don't have boobs. But they're mammals. She should have, like, six of them. I mean, yes. Not in a sexual way, just in a normal biological way. Well, I'm going to say as part of my, uh, as part of, this isn't my main good thing, but it is a good thing. Hey, thanks for not making her a sexy man bat. Oh, no, I'm, I'm glad about that. I know how tempting that must have been, guys uh, who make cartoons. These guys are not usually guilty of that. They sometimes are. Mm-hmm. But they're pretty good about that. And also, the fake-out wouldn't work if she was visibly, like, traditionally female the yeah. whole time. Yeah, Kirk Langstrom turned into a lady bat. Mm-hmm. That's weird. I mean, it's like that gremlin that took the, the bat serum and then also took the, the like, uh, uh, hormones or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw all of Gremlins, too. I know you I started saw, watching I like, the first half of it. That movie's a lot to take, so mm-hmm. I, I, I understand watching it in installments, but... Uh... <laughs> It's a very good movie. I would definitely say that about Gremlins 2, if nothing else. It is a lot. It is. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it a lot. Um, This was, I mean, you know, it was all right. I like this episode, but, like, it's definitely the third in a line of, like, we were talking about this, episodes where dudes get turned into animals and then Batman has to beat them up. And not only that, but more specifically, what you just said about the, the scientist, like, doing it on purpose and... Mm. and 
like because humanity's next evolutionary like that was the Dr. Moreau dude mm -hmm. that was Milo basically like there's a lot of scientists out there trying to turn people into animal people because they think it gives people an advantage I guess I really kind of want to see all of them just get together well I it's think like, we're all trying to we're all trying to make humans into animals why don't we just team up on that mm-hmm Project Chimera. It could yeah. be part bat and part wolf and part cat. Yep. But uh, I think when we get, I know when we get to Project Cadmus in JLU, there's mm -hmm. uh, uh, Milo works for them, but I yes. think they also reference the other research. And also in uh, Batman Beyond, when they deal with the splicers, you know, we're oh, more, more yeah. of a... We're in more of a sci-fi environment all the time mm -hmm. where this shit is just sort of commonplace. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're building on the research from... It might have been Milo or it might have been one of these guys. I'm not sure. Mm. But, well, uh, so many scientists were working on it, so... For about a month mm -hmm. in Gotham, this was all the thing. And then they went on to the next thing. Yep. But yeah, it's weird. Also, I discovered in this episode mm. that the Gotham Zoo has appeared... And I, I don't know if this is an actual statistic, but it sure feels true... Has appeared more than the goddamn Batcave at this point. We end up at the Gotham Zoo so many times in this show. We're in there in both of these episodes, mm -hmm. for instance. And just, like, I got no follow-up. Just like, oh, Batman's back at the zoo. Mm -hmm. like, it's a good it's, thing I got the season pass. I think he fights people there more than at abandoned amusement parks, mm -hmm. which is usually his main thing in every other form of Batman. Yeah, you would think, right? But nope, back at the zoo. Mm -hmm. I might have to fight a bear or something. Yeah, I guess, okay, I'm going to come here as Bruce, and I'm going to take pictures of all the animals, and then I'm going to go back to the Batcave, and I'm going to train for every possible, like, you know, just in case. <laughs> you sure you're not going to train to fight a hummingbird, sir? No, when uh, would that ever come up? Oh, don't be ridiculous, Alfred. Oh, what did I tell you about being ridiculous? <laughs> go clean the gutters. <clears throat> yes, sir. I suppose I'll go clean the gutters. <laughs> Um, so what was your good thing? Uh, I love, Man Bat has some absolutely wonderful facial expressions in this for a giant bat monster. It's mm -hmm. adorable. Yeah, there's some good, like, genuine concern mm -hmm. when, like, when Kirk is in danger. And, like, uh, like during the transformation where she's like, oh, I don't want to do this. And, like they, they, like, they convey a lot of emotions for a thing that should just be, like, screeching and nothing yeah. else so now the bit good. where uh the bit where she kidnaps kirk kirk from the plane and just flies away with like she saves his life and then flies off with him is mm -hmm. very good yep i agree also good call pointing out that his name is kirk and can i borrow a feeling i've, yep. I've been watching a lot of classic simpsons recently so that <laughs> that extra landed today you look like a jerk <laughs> it's you on the cover my good thing is kind of a, a small detail of, of Manbat as well, actually. I like mm. the sound design of the screeches. Like, it, it, we've pointed out probably on this show, definitely on our Star Trek show, mm. that in the uh, animated Star Trek filmation, the most recycling, like, the most Earth-friendly animation studio in history, I assume. I assume. Only because they've only ever used three different types of tape. Yeah. And um, uh, they used the same screech for what we call dick bats, which mm -hmm. was very slight variations on a sort of pink pterodactyl monster. Yep. Or sometimes more purple than pink, but same, same basic idea. And uh, that screech got really old really quickly. But uh, ah! the, yeah, the sound design here on uh, Man Bat's screeches is actually very good. Like it yeah. sounds like it doesn't like 
for as good as he is, Frank Welker, like, I think they use some actual animal noises here and mm. then, like, sweetened it a little bit, and it sounds very good. Yeah. I like it a lot. Uh, a ap- where, apart um, from. This is a bit where Man Bat howls at the moon, though. Like I was going to say, ap- oh, apart from that, <laughs> where suddenly she's like, oh, right, I'm a werewolf. Wait, no. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. That was pretty stupid. <laughs> we did you last week. We're, we're good. <laughs> and the week before. Uh huh. Well, I mean, specifically werewolves. Uh huh. Uh, what do you got for bad thing? Uh, or I a do bad not, thing. I do not care for Bat- Man Bat's weird sonar POV shots. Like, huh. I get that they were trying to do, but it just looks like when Aquaman controls fish. See, I don't like when Aquaman controls fish. Like, I think that looks stupid, but I think it's more appropriate here. I agree I, that they look the same. But. It's just, it's like, it goes black and white, and then Man Bat shoots some hoops at a guy. Mm-hmm. It's my ooray, Brock. <laughs> Glad you said it, because I was about to. <laughs> R.I.P. Venture Brothers. Oh, God. Yeah. As if this year wasn't bad enough. They, they literally took everything from us this year. Like, your actual city is on fire right now, and I bet, like, Venture Brothers being canceled was worse. Uh-huh. The sky uh, is yellow, and I'm still mm-hmm. more pissed off about Venture Brothers being canceled. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my bad thing. So, the Bat Cycle has these spikes on the tires, which... Visually looks very cool. Mm-hmm. I do not understand how that works at all. Wouldn't it just ride really wobbly? <laughs> just making potholes all over Gotham. Well, that too. But just wheels need to, they need to wheel. <laughs> like, Don't you understand to, how wheels work? There needs to be a smooth surface between the wheel and, and the, the thing it's touching. They can't be, uh, I mean, I could be wrong and people might tell me that I'm wrong and I'll probably ignore that. But like, it seems wrong to me and well, i don't know the episode it's snowing in the episode and i assume they were like put some spike tires on the on the on the bat cycle so the batman can drive in the snow but these are big fuck off spikes yeah it it looks like he's driving a mace or a morning star or whichever the wrong one is mm-hmm. uh, the hawkman but, uh, weapon yeah exactly um so the combination of the uh, snowy setting, which I like, mm-hmm. sometimes it's different seasons in Gotham, and that's a nice little detail that doesn't particularly mean anything yeah. here. It's just like, I don't know, sometimes things happen in the winter. I was watching, I'm just thinking like, oh, it's been about a year since the show started. No. Because Christmas with the Joker was the second episode. <laughs> I think you're putting more thought into it than they did. Uh, probably. They were probably just like, I don't know, we haven't had a snow one in a while. Sometimes it snow snows. One. Yeah, and like, I know sometimes when we go to like the campus of uh, Gotham U, like it's fall because I know like there's a lot of trees there and you mm-hmm. see them like, you know, changing color, which is nice. Um, but the combination of that and the fact that Manbat, like uh, Francine was wearing sort of a reddish outfit. So like uh-huh. Manbat has red pants on and then has this sort of white fringe, makes her look like Santa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Merry Christmas, Batman. <laughs> ah! <laughs> It's like one of those weird Europe Santas that takes you away to some horrible place or whatever. I don't know. Uh, Just uh, made it feel like a Christmas episode. Christmas with, man, with the man bat. Of course. No, the man bat's plural because there's there's two of them. There's two of them. Of course. Would it be man bats or men bat? Men. men wait. Hang on. Men bat? Yeah. <coughs> Men's yeah. bats. There. Nailed it. Men's bats rights is nothing. <laughs> There was a point where, so we're still meant to think that uh, Langstrom, Langstrom, Langstrom is uh, is uh, Manbat, and mm. 
he sits up in bed and he's just sort of sitting there sweating and trembling and there's a close up and it's some of the best sort of like art and animation like and the lighting effect like it, it's one of those we talk about this a lot those mm. useless flares of like this is very good why <laughs> why they, is this guy sitting in bed sweating so artfully done now they really wanted to show that he did, was not happy about his dream about being man bat mm-hmm. oh, I gotta clean up this mango mess Oh, I can't believe I dumped mangoes all over all over the rug. It feels like uh, it, like it, the way they were playing it was very much like the shame of a bedwetter you see in a TV show, where yeah. it's like hiding the sheet, or like a like the shame of having your first wet dream. Same 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 mm-hmm. vibe, like hiding the sheets, hoping nobody finds them. We we, we we've all had had that experience where we drenched our rug in mangoes and then teared it up with our man bat claws. I guess that's true. You dig through the crate of mangoes and you throw out the first ten, and then you start just devouring them. There's just there's this long shot of like of Manbat rooting through all these crates of mangoes and only choosing the choicest of mangoes, and the mangoes he does not care for get thrown at these two guys who are just like, I don't have time for this. No, they're like dock workers, and one of them like. If this had been ten years ago, he would have been, or ten years later, it would have been John DiMaggio. It's mm-hmm. weird. It's weird that it wasn't John DiMaggio. It just looked like such a him character. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was like, is this man bat or man fruit bat? <laughs> Slow, somewhat less deadly. Mm, well, you know, still scarier than an owl. I fair. <laughs> you really hate owls now. Oh, we'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> There's a there's a good excuse to make that rant in the next episode. Oh god. Uh-huh. There's a nice Alfred moment in this where um the the first time as you as you mentioned in your summary Batman gets his ass kicked mm-hmm. and uh, he goes back to the Batcave and and uh Alfred says uh, you know sir if you were better at fighting you would have won. <laughs> wow, really? Thanks. <laughs> Thanks Alfred. It's not exactly what he says, but it's well sir if only the luck had gone your way you would have won. Like <laughs> well, wow. Okay dick have you tried go, not sucking at kicking man bat's ass how about go, that go clean the gutters again <laughs> how about oh. That? oh right you're my boss damn it yeah <laughs> and also as you point out there was a whole extended sequence with involving what i only assume is the canada arm yep batman's got go, go ahead so francine turns into man bat on a plane and then gets real pissed off about being in the plane and escapes from the plane so now people and golf club bags are falling out of the plane. <laughs> so many golf club. I didn't notice that until you pointed it out. But yeah, there's like 10 of them along with two or three suitcases. Mm-hmm. So Batman shows up in the Batwing and uses this little robot arm to uh, put a woman back into a plane and mm-hmm. then close the door. It's very delicately done. I, while while keeping the plane perfectly level with the other plane that's mm-hmm. that's like... That's crashing. Yeah. Um. I point out the Canada arm because it, I know, is a point of national pride for you guys. Oh, it um, is. When, uh, when the was it the International Space Station or was it the space shuttle? I don't remember. Uh, I believe it's been used on both. I couldn't tell you which uh, was first, though. But that was like Canada's big contribution mm-hmm. was like the robot arm. We made a so, big like, robot arm that you can use to grab and grip things. And I thought it was just something you and Amanda joked about sometimes. Mm-hmm. As Canadians, but like uh, I listened to this uh, sketch troupe that I really like, uh, who did a bunch of stuff in the early '80s, and they mm-hmm. mentioned the Canada Arm like every damn week. Yeah, and like when I typed it into Google Docs, they said, "Did you mean Canada Arm?" Like it's one word. Yeah, that's the official name is the Canada Arm. Like they had they had a robotham on the uh, 
on the naming committee, I guess. Needs more portmanteaus. This isn't funny enough. Take it back. Needs needs to combine the letter of the last one and the letter of the first, so it's one word. Now, gentlemen, I think you'll find the Canada arm is the perfect thing to use for moving and manipulating things in space. Uh, I have a suggestion. Yes, Robotham, what is it? What if instead of the Canada arm, it was the Canada arm? Give that man a promotion. <laughs> now, aren't you guys still sort of tangentially connected to, to uh, Great Britain? Give that man a knighthood. <laughs> yes. I'm going to go forge an iron sword with a, with a meteorite in it. With, no, with a Canada arm in it. Come on. <laughs> I dub thee snap snap. Stop that. Never. Uh, the point arm of commands pride. respect. Yes, it is. Uh, anything else? Uh, let's see here. There's an extended chase sequence. Yeah, there sure is. Uh, that goes on for a while. Wait, what which one? There's two. There's oh, the God, motorcycle there one, and then there's the airplane one. Yeah. Which one did you mean? Uh, the motorcycle one, where ah. Batman tries to capture Man Bat and grips his motorcycle with his powerful thighs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Also, he, like, flees the zoo, which, uh, you know, credit to the zoo, there aren't a lot of panicking animals. I guess they're used to all this shit by now. Uh, And then leaps over the wall into large amounts of Gotham traffic. Like, dude, you were safer in the zoo. Well, at this point, all of the zoo animals have been turned into people, so, like, there's (laughs) nothing left. Is that where the goons come from? I guess. Those sort of silent goons, they used to be giraffes or whatever. (laughs) Get them, my minions. Lumber, lumber, lumber. <laughs> that Would one you... gorilla with a hat is just still just a gorilla with a uh-huh. hat. Just put a hat on a gorilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't do any genetic manipulation with that guy. He just put a hat on a gorilla. <laughs> Nailed it. That was my first experiment. It was such a wild success, I decided to make cat people. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, I like when uh, when Kirk shows up on uh, on the plane to, like, talk francine out of leaving him for being man bat mm-hmm. he's like i'm not man bat batman said so well then who is who cares <laughs> that's literally the conversation i feel like maybe you should care yeah that definitely that research definitely came out of your office you guys are if not directly responsible at least sort of in like mm-hmm. someone someone in your lab made that happen you're not out of this yet <laughs> Although at this point, with all of the animal manipulation, it's entirely possible that someone else just happened to make a man bat. I guess that's true. Luck of the draw. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the next step in human evolution. So. Yeah. I mean, it's it's right in the episode. Like, Yeah. I mean, that's not how evolution works, but whatever. Oh, evolution doesn't just, we don't all turn into bat people? I mean, if, if enough things happened where gradually mutating that way was advantageous, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But we don't, there's no plan saying eventually we'll be bats. According to intelligent design theory, eventually we'll all be man bat. Well, all right. I can't argue with that because it's too stupid. (laughs) Anything else? Uh, That's everything I got. What do you got for a quote? Uh, I got this weird noise Kirk makes. Oh, yeah. And let's be very clear. He makes that noise while he's trying to do math. Mm hmm. Which makes it extra funny to me. All right, so moving on to the actual classic. Almost got im. Im. Not not him. Im. Who's im? Okay, here we go. Batman's entire rogues gallery have gathered to discuss an extremely pressing issue. 
Could there possibly be a dumber name for what they are than Rogues Gallery? Actually, they're just here to play cards, but I really hope they circle back to that other thing, because honestly, Rogues? What is this, 1884? Because people on TV can never just play cards without dispensing important exposition or character development, they decide to stage a little production they like to call 22 Short Films About Gotham City. First up is Pam, who spins a terrifying tale about how she terrorized Batman at a Halloween carnival. He hit the clown's mouth dead on with that squirt gun, but I refused to issue him a prize, she says in her silly, breathy Marilyn Monroe voice. Seriously, Pam, you're already sexy. The voice is just putting a hat on a hat. Like that time Batman put a hat over his mask, which resident Batman expert Matt Robotham referred to as a hat. Next in our cavalcade of failure stories, I mean, Batman's not dead yet, so we all know these end in failure, also the title of the episode is a bit of a clue, is Harvey Two-Face, who hasn't had an episode devoted to him since his origin story. I mean, I get it, he's not a heavy hitter like the Scarecrow or the Mad Hatter. His story is about how he took two henchmen to the 2nd Street 2 factory on the second day of the second month in a two-shaped car and stole exactly $2,222,222.22 in $2 bills. Actually, he just tried to drop a giant penny on Batman, which didn't work, and also the cops let Batman keep the penny? Because Alfred doesn't have enough polishing to do already, I guess. Next up is the Penguin, who once terrorized Batman with a bunch of birds. And if you don't follow me on Twitter, maybe you don't realize how ridiculous I think this is. See, I recently found out that one of Batman's most feared rogues is a bunch of guys pretending to be owls. Because sure, what's more terrifying than a cabal consisting of Woodsy, Blathers, and that Duolingo bird? (laughs) But hey, attacking Batman with poison-tipped hummingbirds and watching him nearly get pecked to death by chicken boo is apparently enough to earn old Oswald a spot in Batman's subconscious, so what the fuck do I know? Finally, the Joker spins us a yarn about that time he took over Gotham's TV signal. No, not that time. Or, Or that one. The the other time. Jesus, is there ever anything on in the cartoon world but the Joker or Cobra Commander? Mr. J has secured Batman into an actual electric chair like they execute people in, which is triggered by laughter. Well, he's way more terrifying than funny to the average person, so Batman's probably fine unless he has some sort of aerosol substance that can cause people to laugh uncontrollably. Ah, crap. Fortunately for Batman, they somehow managed to cram Catwoman into the extremely crowded phone booth where we're recording today's episode, so she rescues him. Cut back to the card game, and oh no, Batman was here in disguise all along! Bam! Pow! Comics aren't just for kids anymore! Then he returns the favor by rescuing Catwoman from Harley Quinn. Which is nice and all, but the real question is, are the cops gonna let him keep that keen novelty electric chair? I'm sorry, Batman. We need to get this back to the prison right away. We have to execute people. (laughs) Do you execute people in this city? Shouldn't it, you, like, execute the Joker then? Uh, oh, no. He goes to he goes to Arkham. He's, he's, uh, he, he deserves special protection. Can't he's, kill he's me, crazy. buddy. I'm too important. I'm too crazy. Well, that checks out, I suppose. Wait, so does it usually activate by laughter, or is that something he did to it? No, no, that's how it works. But activated by laughter, I'd already be dead. Because <laughs> I'm killing them. I ah. get it? Ah, we have fun here, don't we? All right, off to jail for me. Yeah, this was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a really good one. I mean, it's a Paul Dini one, so no mm-hmm. big surprise there. And yep. they definitely got the A animation team on this one. Yep, looks good, is good. There's, there's some, like, for the variety of segments, there's some really good variety of visual stuff as well. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like they got the team that's good at, like, the noir lighting. They got, they like, they're good at everything. Yeah. Everything this episode asks for, they pretty much nail, mm-hmm. which is which is great. 
in particular the um the electric chair stuff like because the whole thing's in black and white because it's, once again how a go is this the joker's fake tv show is in black and white i guess i like the the it's supposed to be him showing the goons the episode on the tv he brought with them which i think is funny yeah but like we also get a lot of shots that are like how did you get like if this is the episode how are you filming this yeah also it was only on last night so <laughs> we I, all we all saw this already yeah but uh, the, there's some shots of Batman, like, as he's being electrocuted. To which, death. By the way, that's my kids love Batman moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost being fried by an actual implement that they use to, you know, execute prisoners. Um, like, the the lighting on that, the shadows and stuff are just amazing. It's so good. Oh, my God. Yep. Yeah. There's, a, there's also a shot where Batman's facing off the penguin's dumb birds, <laughs> where he's standing in a, just like a spotlight and looks very cool. Yep. There's, there's a lot of good stuff. Now, you like the dumb birds, I guess. I love that entire sequence. It was great. Okay. Just, like... So, Batman chases the penguin into a... Uh, I forget what it's actually called. Uh, well, it's an aviary that is part of the zoo. Uh-huh. So, we're back we're at back the zoo at... again. Uh-huh. And, I j- first of all, I could listen to Penguin talk all day. Paul Williams is really good as him. I like his mm-hmm. voice. Yep, me too. And just like, and now, Batman, I will throw poisonous hummingbirds at you. That's so stupid. Attracted by the poisonous hummingbird gas I sprayed you with on the way in. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Batman fights a fucking emu. It's awesome. I love this shit. Okay. But you like it because it's dumb, right? I like it because it's dumb, but it's fun. Okay. Like, Batman running around in the fucking birdhouse getting chased by pissed off hummingbirds and then the fucking cassowary that does actual real damage to him like it scratches the fuck out of his arm he's gonna have those scars for the rest of his life yeah like uh, he didn't get any from you know two-face or whatever Mm -hmm. just that stupid bird but a giant bird clawed at him while the penguins casually leaning out of a window just like look out for my birds batman see one of the things I do like, and yeah, I'm I'm bitching just because I think the owl thing is dumb. But like, I, I uh, that's a bad like, natural enemy, Al. Uh, of course, <laughs> I like that this show has room for that campy stuff. Mm-hmm. And what I like is they don't change the tone of the show. It's no. just this villain has a flair for the campy. Batman's the same. Mm-hmm. He's like. Adam West Batman would sort of take that in stride, make some dumb puns. This Batman just sort of rolls his eyes like, am I seriously being attacked by hummingbirds right now? Jesus Christ. Am I getting my <laughs> ass kicked by hummingbirds? Yeah. Like, I like that the character doesn't change. Yeah. They just drop him in this ridiculous situation that he doesn't exactly belong in, but they make it work. Well, that's the, like, that's the thing. Like, it's all ridiculous, but it all makes sense within the context of the episode. Yeah, but like, it's so, oh, that's that's such a hard line to walk. I know, but like it's it's the penguin, so of course he lured Batman in here and then attacked him with birds. That's what the penguin does. I don't know that. This is okay. To be clear, this is the first time he's really done something like that. That's true. He hasn't been around that much yet, and I like I still don't really understand the penguin. So he's he's into birds. He I likes guess. birds. Okay, but... He really likes birds. His crime in this episode was was trying to steal a pair of breeding condors. Really? What I liked, what I liked though, what he said, the, the whole speech was he did that like as openly as possible because he knew it would get Batman's mm-hmm. attention. Yeah. Like it's not particularly what he, like the crime that he wanted to do. It's just like, I knew 
I knew like he would he would spot that. He would say, oh, breeding condors, that's the penguin. I better go to the part of the zoo where the penguin lives. That being said, if I do get those breeding condors, oh, what a time I'm going to have. I'm going to have I- a condor orgy. They're already down to fuck, and now there's going to be a third. He just le- he leans over to poison ivy like it's secret. I'm going to have so many condors in about a year. <laughs> would you like do to? You- would you like to buy a condor? Because I'm about to be condor rich. Stop saying condor. He's <laughs> trying to tip the bartender with condor eggs. <laughs> These aren't rare. In fact, you flooded the market with them. We don't want them. I think this should cover the tab for the table tonight, gentlemen. <clears throat> what am I supposed to do with this? And if you and if you work really hard, there may be a, a another condor egg in your future, my good man. I'm going to condor egg your house tonight. It, like, puts it in his pocket and then sort of pats it and it breaks. <laughs> oh, no, my baby. <laughs> so, my good thing, yes. and I mentioned this a, br- a bit in my summary, is they, Jesus, they got every fucking voice actor in the oh, stable. Yeah. Like, I, I don't exactly understand how the payment works. I don't know if they all get scale or if, like, the more famous ones get mm. a little more. I would assume so. Yeah. Like, like, the guy, like... The guy who plays the Joker probably makes a little more than the guy who shows up to be the henchman number two or whatever, mm-hmm. but I don't know. But um, they got all of them. I mean, the fact like, that Mark Hamill and Adrian Barbeau show up in this episode is pretty impressive. Yeah, and Paul Williams. And, and Paul Williams. Richard Mall mm-hmm. and um, whoever Pam is. You know, breathy voice. She is somebody. She is. And... Uh, it's all it's all just amazing and then okay so Catwoman shows up and I'm like oh okay but she's not gonna speak because they already have like six guys in this there's no way and then she does Mm -hmm. it's like okay maybe Harley won't say anything no Harley too just like everyone's in this one this is the first like this is a strong showing from the rogues and it's very good still don't understand that expression well first of all that's what you call flash villains yeah I've heard Flash. it applied. I've heard it applied to others. I think Flash might be the only character who calls them that himself. Yeah, they're his evil rogues. Rogues? What the fuck is wrong with you? Do they have curly mustaches? A rogues gallery of rogues. If you, what is a rogues gallery? Was that like a thing? <laughs> I don't know. It was a traveling rogues gallery that would tell you like these are all the criminals in the 1930s. D- no, 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 no. It's the 1800s. They're tying people to railroad tracks and shit. <laughs> ah. You get to the 1930s, you got people with blimps running over people's houses. <laughs> but really, like, they mentioned the Mad Hatter. He's not in this one. And no. This, the Scarecrow doesn't show up. But otherwise, I think this is everybody. I wasn't invited to their stupid card game. It's fine. Oh, I'm and, friends with Jervis now. Oh, and the Riddler. Yes. But everybody else. Like, Riddler's that's still too, a lot of guys. Riddler is too new. Nobody knows who he is yet. Mm. What, that Enigma guy? Fuck him. Ugh. I'm here for the card game. Which one are you again? The Riddler. Also, mm. Oh, you mean the Clue Master? No, that's a different guy. <laughs> no, we invited him, but mm-hmm. uh, we love Clue Master. Hi, uh-huh. Riddler. <laughs> also, I don't think the dynamic would have worked as well because the Penguin, being the only actual sort of educated guy there, mm-hmm. like I think made the the mix of characters work really well. Yeah. And the, the Joker gets it. He just doesn't talk like he's like, hey, smaller words. Come on. I really like. There's some amazing dialogue in this episode. Oh yeah, very very. Like I like I just I I've said this before. I always like the villains hanging out together. You know. Yeah, like they're all so weird and different. 
And I like that they're not always trying to undercut each other. Like, yeah, okay, there's some cheating at cards, mm -hmm. but they realize, oh, we're all in this to get rid of Batman and then go our separate ways. Yeah. But like, I like that. I like that they're not constantly, you know, like, I, I don't mind a mob war here and there. Yeah. But realizing they're on the same side and half the time most of them are going to be in Arkham together anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, that's good. I yeah. Like that. it's, we said that in the um, the Hugo Strange episode. Where yes. The three of them showed up and, uh, and were sort of pooling the resources. That yeah. was good. It's still weird to me that Harvey has not had an episode like on his own since his origin. Well, it's weird because like he's he, we were talking about this during the episode. He's such a big character, you know, like yeah. Two Face is like the number two guy behind the Joker. Yeah. And even before, like, I mean, I don't know that the Tommy Lee Jones version of him really catapulted him the way that like, I don't know, the Penguin or somebody mm -hmm. like movie version did. But I remember because I was watching the show and I was a pretty decent Batman fan at that point. I love Two Face and yeah. I was happy that he was in the show. But he's hard, like he's only in these sort of ensemble episodes. He's not really yeah. doing stuff on his own. It's weird. Well, I it feels like everyone's just like, well, he does two related crimes. We can't. We we did that the once. Yeah, but you also have the the whole like the personal connection to Batman. Yeah, you have the. There's at least one. And they must do this episode. I don't remember, but they must. Where you try to cure him, where mm -hmm. you fix his face, and you try to put him back to normal, and it fails because that always happens. Yep. How many times has that happened in comics? Like, a hundred? Someone thinks it's a good idea every other year. Yep. Every and two that years. <laughs> that feels like one writer wants to ma just have Harvey as a character, and then the next mm -hmm. one up says, no, 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 I want No, we gotta bring Two-Face back. Uh-huh. So it's just a constant struggle between... Writers who want it one way and writers who want to put it back the other way. Yeah, at this point, his face has been cured and scarred more times than I can count. Mm -hmm. It's at least two. It's two. Two mm -hmm. times two. Two to the second power? Two times two is two twos. Uh-huh. Thanks, Harvey. He, I mean, I barely exaggerated. He did some, some real big two shit in this one. The stealing two million dollars in two dollar bills surprised me. I'm just like, is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Did you not know that? Like, we got rid of our $2 bills back in, like, like the early 90s, I think. I mean, this was the early 90s. I, I don't know. it's true, now that you mention it. I don't know that they're still in circulation, but they were 15, 20 years ago. Mm. Um, and 30 years ago when this episode was made, for sure. All right, um, well, then it's a good plan. Never mind. I have a friend who used to uh, use those when he would see strippers, because, like, most people would give him a dollar, and uh -huh. if you give him a two, then... You're not spending a lot of money, but it's more than the other guys. So, there you go. You know. You get two dollars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that was the extent of it. There wasn't sure. anything, like, skeevy or untoward happening. He was just giving them a little more money than the other people. Mm. So, I just want to be clear. I'm not telling a gross story. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for confirming that. Uh-huh. I was in Vegas. They had strippers. What are That's you going to Um, I'm not judging. <laughs> I mean, judge. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That was to the listeners. <laughs> you think the human body is gross, I guess. I it. do think the human body is gross. Mm -hmm. So my bad thing is a yes. bit of a bit of a bit of probably a bit of a controversial one because mm. everyone loves Killer Croc in this episode. Everyone loves his 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 big uh, funny moment. Like I, I sort of deliberately didn't choose his line as my quote just mm. on purpose. But everyone remembers, you know, he's got the big uh, I hit him with a rock, which is very good. It's very funny. Uh huh. Then he ends up being Batman. Yes. And I think that really undercuts, like, we don't know Croc that well, and 
making him kind of dumb and funny here mm-hmm. was good. And then it's just like, no, but it wasn't Croc anyway. Yeah, it was some other guy. I don't, some other I Batman don't, guy. Yeah, I don't love that. Well, and also, the, the thing that always bugged me about this episode, like even when I was a kid, was like, <laughs> Killer Croc's got a giant crocodile man with no shirt on. Like, the mm-hmm. amount of makeup you would need to do to convincingly co- like disguise I mean, it's obviously a suit. Yeah, but like... <laughs> It always is just like, well, you can't tell the difference between this guy and, like, a guy in a suit. That was bugged me. I mean, I know. I I always, like, liked the headcanon that uh, Batman's not actually very good at disguise, but this kind of ruins that. Because mm-hmm. he usually gets made when he's trying to be, like, Matches Malone or whatever. Yes. I put a mustache but, on. I'm a different person now. And a hat. Always mm-hmm. got to put on that flat cap that says, I'm a criminal in Gotham. Well, he is a criminal in Gotham. I can't argue with that. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, I just, I think, like, I think it would have been better if it was actually Croc. Yeah. But I pictured the suit that he was in sort of like the Godzilla suit, just like a full body thing. <laughs> just sort of lumbers in. I'm mm-hmm. Killer Croc. Rock. Get it? I'm playing the cards now. Mm-hmm. You okay, Croc? You seem a little out of it. Uh, they hit me with crocodile tranquilizer. Oh, yeah, that makes out. sense. <laughs> Let me ask you, did they try to turn you into a crocodile man? No, no I was a skin condition. I was already born one. <laughs> Just wait till I date baby doll. That's going to be real weird. Oh, I don't look forward to that episode. I actually really like that episode. Just because it is so unsettling. <laughs> Much scarier than just like guy lumbering around in the sewers. <laughs> well, the sewers are already full of sewer king. I noticed he wasn't invited either. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was. He just thinks he's too good for this group. You guys want to, you want to show up and play some cards? Ah! <laughs> Wait, is that Man Bat? We invited him too. I like the idea of the shitty guys all playing cards like one floor down. Oh no, they're at the kids' table in the same room. <laughs> Croc really should be over there. I don't know what. Yeah, he invited himself to the grown-up table. Clayface that was Batman's arrogance. It, so, yeah, no, Clayface was there the whole time. He was the chair. He was the bartender. What am I going to do with all these condor eggs? <laughs> uh, what was your bad thing? Uh, so this episode has the origin of the giant penny, but um, never seen the giant penny in the cave, so like the joke doesn't really land. And trust me, I've been looking for it. No, I don't think that's the case. I don't think it's supposed to be like a retcon. I think it's like going forward, you're going to see the penny now. I hope so. Like this happened last week, and now the back cave has a penny in it. I hope, like, it was a flashback, so I just assumed, like, okay, well, like, you guys... But but the Joker's flashback was only last night. I suppose that's true. So this all could have been very recent stuff. I get what you're saying, Mm -hmm. and you're not wrong, and I don't actually remember if the Penny's in the Batcave in this series. I know it's there in Batman Beyond, and I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure it's there the once or twice we come back to the Batcave in, like, Justice League, but I don't remember if it ever shows up in this show. That's the thing. We see a lot of the Batcave when we're not at the zoo, and, like, mm. I'm always looking for the dinosaur, the playing card, and the penny. Yeah, but I like starting early-ish in his career where he doesn't have that stuff mm. yet, and we see how he gets the stuff, yeah. you know? So, I don't know. I don't know if we see where the dinosaur comes from. Well, it's from, maybe. it's from when he fights dinosaur comics. Obviously. I gotta stop that T-Rex from stepping on that house and then talking to that Utah raptor. <laughs> he does it every day. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, what else? Um, so there's a bit in this uh, 
Catwoman spends a lot of the end of this episode tied to a conveyor belt that I'm not thrilled about. Eh, I like that that Harley got one. Yeah, no, I'll give her that. That's pretty good. Yeah, like, the fact, like, yeah, in terms of sort of uh, feminism, it's not great, but the fact that a woman did it to her kind of evens the score mm. again, I think. It's There's a bit where, like, Batman's got to do the, uh, well, you've either got to save your girlfriend or you've got to catch me. Punch and me ba- in the face. Yeah. And Batman jumps over to punch her in the face, and I'm like, oh, yeah, because Catwoman can escape on her own because she, oh, she's fucking Catwoman. But mm-hmm. no, then Batman just opens, like, a box with a fucking giant switch in it. Yeah, but the fact that she, also Catwoman rescued him earlier. That's true. So, like, I think the whole point was supposed to be, like, she helped him, he helped her. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, get, I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. but also I think he should have been able to escape that electric chair. So, I think they took the same liberties with well, both of them. Once, once he got Joker's barbecue fork, he could easily escape. That's all he was <laughs> waiting for. That Joker roasting the hot dog over Batman nearly frying to death was some perfect like that's the perfect intersection of Joker being menacing and funny. They don't they don't hit that very often. No. Well, that's that Paul Dini, man. No one writes no one writes yeah. better than that guy. I, I mean, there's I, we got Dwayne McDuffie coming up in some of the other series. Yeah, until he we get gives him a run McDuffie. for his money. But right now and, though. No, in this series you're absolutely yeah. right. Um and I think a lot of it is standards and practices. I think a lot of it is, like, you can't make the Joker that scary. Mm-hmm. But I've said this a bunch of times. I'm still not that scary. Like, this is the scariest he's been. Yeah. And he's only scary directly to Batman. Like, I don't feel like he's threatening Gotham. Like, I still don't feel like he's a killer. You have mentioned a number of times that he's a serial killer. Mm-hmm. And, like, I like to think of him that way because that's sort of the classic version of that character. But well, that's the I don't thing. Th- like... I don't think this one gets to be that. Yeah. I know I read in uh, an interview with I think it was Paul Dini again where they were where he was like we standards and practices that Joker could never kill anyone he well, did on screen but he he did but we could never show it so yeah. we had to make the so what we would do was make the anyone who got affected by the Joker gas it would be as gruesome as we could possibly make it mm-hmm. no and that's definitely true mm. um, but you could say or at least allude to the fact that he's killed people off camera. Mm. You don't have to show it in the episode, but you could say, you know, last time I saw him in an unaired sequence, mm-hmm. like he poisoned a thousand people or whatever. I poisoned like all these people. Mm-hmm. But no, he he's still just going after one person at a time. Yep. I'm going to work yes. his way through the entire city. Yeah, I guess so. Next week, I'm stealing, I'm stealing penguins condor eggs. You're what? <laughs> Whack. <laughs> Uh, I I like they are continuing the fact that uh, Pam and Joker don't like each other. I like that. There's no particular reason for it as far as I can tell. They just don't like each other. I just that makes so much sense to me, though. Just like but but removing the obvious like Harley element Mm -hmm. because that hasn't happened yet. No, there's there's really no good reason for it other than their personalities clash. And I I love that. But like everything I know about those two characters, it makes perfect sense to me that they would hate each other. Like it's just most of my knowledge of both of them is colored by more recent events with where Harley and Pam are sure. a thing and the Joker doesn't like that mm-hmm. less because he's romantically jealous and more because hey you took away the That's henchman mine. who actually yeah you took away the only henchman who could actually follow my instructions mm-hmm. who doesn't just have like a, a dumb pun name on their their black sweatshirt no I just uh, I like Pam is a like she's an eco-terrorist she's got an agenda She's like, you know, it's gonna it's trying to like save plants and stuff. Mm. The Joker is the Joker. He's an asshole. 
Yeah, there's no agenda there. Yeah. It's just it's just random chaos. <laughs> just How's it going, Pam? Oh my god, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh my god, shut the fuck up. It's Amanda pointed out her sort of breathy baby voice and mm. I can't not notice it now because she is like inherently sexy. There's no mm-hmm. need to play that up, really. Her her entire story she inexplicably, instead of her regular costume, which is a bathing suit and a leotard and a pair of boots, mm-hmm. in, like her, in the pumpkin episode, like bit, she just wears a bathing suit. Well, it's late. It's it's late October, Batman. It's freezing out here, and look, it doesn't even bother me. I'm just like I thought it was a production error at first, but she's not wearing shoes. No. It. I also I could swear she had the power to control plants, and I guess she doesn't have that yet. I don't think she has that yet. I think she still just knows about plants. Because Batman's like chasing her in the in the car, like trying to run her over. Oh yeah, and through a pumpkin patch. And she, why don't you make those vines get him, man? What's wrong with you? Yeah, I don't think that happens until like later when she gets when she turns green. Ah, you know, and and then starts blinking in the boss fight. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's no, but that's you- when. That's when that happens. You mentioned when we were watching, it's like, that's your almost got him story? He almost yeah. ran you over with his car. Yeah. Like, you threw one pumpkin bomb at him, and then that guy from Marvel sent you a cease and desist. <laughs> oh, good. The Green Goblin wants to talk to me. I fucking hate no, that guy. It's not even the Green Goblin. It's the Hobgoblin. Oh, these fucking goblins. Hobgoblin. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, Let's see. That's, oh, yes. she uses. Uh, she mentions uh, she's infecting uh, Gotham with uh, po- with uh, poison ivy gas, mm-hmm. which I'm just like, what? You're making everybody itchy. <laughs> yep, that's your big. Pl- All right, nothing you can do. I gotta stop I her. I mean, that's better than stealing two twos from a two <laughs> or condor eggs. <laughs> no, that one's in the middle somewhere. <laughs> On the spectrum of evil, that's that's about average. Evil. <laughs> I tell you, the condors are gonna get real pissed though. He thinks oh, yeah. they're he thinks he's their friend. He is not. Those are our babies. Get those back. No, I have to tip the bartender. You really don't. <laughs> Nobody wants these. The only people who want these are birds. I noticed your tip your tip jar. That's the deviled eggs. <laughs> oh, very good. Anything else? Uh, that's everything I got. Okay. My quote is uh, a very good, uh, terrible Harley joke near the end as she's uh, terrorizing Catwoman. Yep. Back off, bats. Or say chow to your girlfriend. Cat chow, that is. Which I loved. It was very good. So good. All right. Well, that's it for this time, I suppose. Yeah. Excellent episode and, uh, and one that's fine, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we got next time? Next week or, is... I really should be prepared for this. Birds of a Feather, which is the second full-length Penguin episode. Okay. And one that's called What is Reality that I don't remember at all. Hmm. Well, that basic premise is something that I always hated in Star Trek, but this show does it pretty well. It so. sure does. So that's good. Uh, so yeah, uh, if you want to write to us, we are just about at the halfway point of this series and mm-hmm. we will be pausing for a week to do a, an episode where we answer our mail and we would love to hear from you. Yes, it is please. kids, kids love Batman podcast at Gmail right now. We don't exactly have enough mail to fill an entire show. So it might just be me ranting about owls the whole time. <laughs> you do hate owls. 
I just don't get it. Woodsy is not scary, man. I don't know, man. I played uh, Animal Crossing for a while, and I was definitely sick of talking to Blathers. Oh, no, I was sick of him. But hitting the skip dialogue button is not the same as being scared for my life. I brought you a fortune in fossils. Look, you have told me you've, you have every fossil, so every time you don't have to take me through, oh, what is this? Oh, no, I already know what that one is. Like, you told me. I'm done. I'd, I'd buy them for my own collection, but alas, I cannot. No. Well, yeah, great. Guess... Then I'll just sell them to the fucking raccoons, I guess. <laughs> don't get me started on raccoons, either. Oh. All right. Our website is ever kidslovebatman.com. Uh, if you want to donate to our Patreon, it is patreon.com slash Algar. We have been reviewing the DC animated uh, movies. Yes. Uh, the direct-to-video movies. The third one will be coming up here a little later in the month, and I am trying to remember which one that is. The is second it... one was New Frontier. The third one is... I can't remember if it's Wonder oh, Woman or Gotham, Gotham Knight. Knight. It's Gotham Knight because Wonder okay. Woman was after that. Right. Okay. So, a uh, series of uh, Batman-related vignettes. Uh, we didn't care for it, but no. I think I think hearing us not care for it will be fun for you. I so. hope so. Uh, you can you can pledge as little as a dollar and get access to that and uh, bonus episodes of our Star Trek uh, show Endeavor mm-hmm. and uh, the entirety of our um, Amanda's and my Discworld review show Death of Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like all of that is available at our Patreon. Uh, we are on Twitter at Algar at Robot Matt, and that's all for this time. Yeah, see you, folks. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.